Welcome to Sci Section. I'm Solan, your journalist for this week's episode. For today's interview, we're in Spain with Dr. Ainoa Magrach. So thank you for being here. Could you briefly introduce yourself? Thank you for inviting me. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, so I'm an ecologist and I study how um, human activities and global change affect the functioning of natural ecosystems. So I work particularly on interactions between species with pollination being one of the things I study most. So I'm interested both in basic research uh, related to pollinators, but also on their contribution to agriculture. And so I also have a part of my research where I focus on more applied questions on how to make agriculture more sustainable. I discovered your research about superfoods in an article about their impact. Is there a scientific definition of what a superfood is, or is it just a word that's used for marketing? So the, the definition is not very clear. There's not much research around um, superfoods, but they're thought to be a, a type of functional food that have some sort of um, superior nutritional qualities. So different superfoods have different um, qualities. And as opposed to other functional foods where these qualities are a consequence of them being enhanced or altered in some way, um, superfoods have all these properties in a natural way. The examples that you give in your study are coconuts, avocado, acai, quinoa, cacao, and almonds. What do these all have in common that categorize them as superfoods? So each of them, they have uh, different um, qualities. Some have some of the essential amino acids, other have vitamins. Um, acai, for example, is rich in antioxidants. So they each have different qualities, but they all have um, them naturally. So the, the raw fruits or, or the raw product has these properties um, by themselves. Most of the consumers of superfoods are in North America and Europe. Do you think the fact that these superfoods are usually grown far away from where they're consumed is something that makes them look more exotic, which helps them be marketable? Yeah, I think um, definitely the fact that they come from far away places, from places where in many cases are hotspots for biodiversity, um, gives them this aura yeah, of um, people tend to think that they come from, yeah, that the way they were produced is more natural or more sustainable, that there has been little or no technological intervention to um, produce these uh, fruits. In many cases, they're also associated with indigenous people who have used um, these superfoods for millennia and have used their, um, yeah, have found out about their nutritional qualities after um, coexisting with these uh, products for a very long time. Superfoods are usually associated with nature and sustainability. Can you explain why the rising demand for superfoods is unsustainable? Anything for which there is a great demand cannot be very sustainable. And superfoods are just one more example of how um, this is difficult to, to achieve. No? So the level of demand for some of these uh, products, for example, coconuts and the different uh, ways in which we consume coconuts from coconut water to coconut oil to coconut milk. This obviously has an impact in the areas of origin of these products. So because there's 
way more demand, there has to be an increase in the production. And this, in many cases, is done at the expense of transforming natural habitats to more uh, production or by intensifying the productivity of um, some of these crops. So in the case of acai, it comes from a palm that grows naturally in the floodplains of the Amazon. And people have consumed that for a very long time. But now because the demand is so huge, um, there are plantations of this palm. And so they are chopping down other trees to make um, space for more palms to produce more acai fruits. And this means that it's starting to be a monoculture in some areas. And this um, there's scientific studies that have shown that this has an impact for the diversity of bird species in those areas. So there's cascading effects for the flora and the fauna and, and the origin uh, places. Is it true that exploiting superfoods in this way could cause their nutritional value to be decreased? This depends on the on the on the case, but we there aren't that many studies, like scientific studies, on the actual nutritional qualities of many of these products. So, um, for example, there are different varieties of products that we can consume. In the case of quinoa. For example, there are like 20 commercial varieties that um, have been planted at some point in time, but now 90% of the production comes from just four of these varieties. So we don't know if those nutritional qualities are better in these four varieties or we're just growing these four varieties because they grow faster or they yeah, they have other properties that, that make them be favored by farmers, but we don't know about the nutritional qualities of them. So um, in many cases, intensification also goes through a reduction of the diversity of, of varieties that we have. Maybe we're not choosing those that have the best nutritional qualities. Do you think the increasing number of people with plant-based diets like vegetarians and vegans has boosted the superfood industry? I, I don't think it's vegans or vegetarians only that are consuming this sorts of products. I think a lot of people who also consume meat are also consuming these um, sorts of products. So for example, and like I said earlier in the case of coconut, where there's all these different um, options in which we consume coconut, I think a lot of people that don't necessarily have a vegan or vegetarian diet are consuming um, these sorts of products. So no, I wouldn't say it's just vegetarians. We hear quite often that reducing our consumption of meat and dairy products is the best way to reduce the environmental impact of our diets. How would you compare this to the impacts of superfoods? So obviously the, the scale here is quite different. Um, superfoods are consumed in uh, smaller quantities than meat or, or dairy products. Um, but what I think is, is important is, is for consumers to be aware of the origin of their foods, uh, of the foods they consume and the impact that, that this has um, on the environment. So I, need, I think, um, yeah, consumers need to be more conscious of where um, the products they consume come from and how they were produced, be it meat or be it superfoods. I'm sure that many of our listeners consume superfoods. Is there a way for us to still be able to consume them in a more sensible way? There are certifications for some of these crops. So there are certifications for um, cacao and, and in its different forms and for coconut, but not so much for other um, products. And then certifications also have 
their problems. But of course, it would be better if you are going to consume these products that you do so consuming some that have been um, certified in some way. Yeah, I think we need to work more on certifications and on how we actually check that the things you need to do to to get the certification are being met all the time during the whole process. So this is difficult, but yeah, I think it's something we need to, to work on. And finally, what is the most important message you would give to our listeners about this topic? Um, so I, I would say to, to listeners that we as consumers uh, need to be responsible for our food choices and that we need to think um, before we buy anything. So we have to know the origin of products. And I don't know how it works in, in Canada, but um, in, the, in the European Union, whenever you go to a supermarket and you're going to buy something, you know the origin of that, of that product. So yesterday I went to the supermarket and I was going to buy apples and there were three different varieties of apple on sale. And one came from Uruguay, the others from Chile and others came from Spain. So I decided to buy the ones that came from Spain because they will have a smaller um, carbon footprint than the others. So I think that we need to really pay um, special attention to where um, the products we consume come from and try to consume um, seasonal products. So we tend to want to consume everything at all times during the year. So we want tomatoes throughout the year and, you know, that tomatoes don't happen naturally um, throughout the year. So we need to try to consume them just when they're available um, naturally and, and, and try to shift our, our diet accordingly and, and try to buy products that are, that are produced nearby um, or as nearby as, as possible. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. And to our listeners, make sure you check out our podcast for the latest interviews.